0: 2.8 to 10 pm turning conventional wisdom on its head Song is on, on SAFM
1: Yvette it's all yours
2: oh yes <laughs> Um, Good evening, um, listeners of SAFM, Um, as long as I said, um, I'm Yvette Um, Yeah, you have to say it from your test. And this evening, I'm really looking forward to be talking about healing, right, the journey to healing. What does it look like? My guest tonight will be Dr. um, Dr. Alfonso Kanda, um, a neuropsychiatrist and a mental health practitioner, as well as a community developer. And I'm also speaking to Dr. Gogo Moyo. Those are my guests this evening. Um, I'm wondering if they're on air. Uh, Dr. Kanda, are you there? Dr. Gogo Moyo, are you there? So, so they're not on air
1: yet? Yes, yes. Oh, here I'm you there. are. Okay. I'm there. Perfect. I'm on air. Thank you. Uh, good evening to you and to your listener, and thank you for having me in. I'm there.
2: Perfect. Perfect. Well, Dr. I'm also So here. I'm going to start.
1: Yes
2: and Dr. okay thank you so much for joining in on this very important conversation i think i wanted both of you to be on the show because i know Dr. Kanda you speak more from medical and also from a, as a logotherapist which is a, i think a a, a healing pract, a practitioner that lots of people do not know about. And Dr. Gogo Moyo, who will also introduce herself, um, you speak more into the spiritual and and healing journey. um, And I want you to also speak about that. So what I would like from both of you is maybe if you can just introduce yourself and what it is that you do. Dr. Kanda, I know you are a logotherapist and I know you speak a lot about um, helping people find meaning in their lives. Can you tell us more about yourself and what you do?
1: Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much, and uh, I would like to start by also wishing to you and to all the listeners uh, a meaningful new year. Uh, Yes, um, as you said, I'm Dr. Kanda. I am married to a beautiful and smart wife, and Mm -hmm. I have six children living with me. I'm working as a medical uh, officer, as a GP in uh, mental health, and uh, I'm based in uh, West Rand Health District, where I'm providing uh, mental health care. And uh, I'm also uh, practicing logotherapy, as you mentioned, which uh, I teach under the um, Viktor Frankl Institute of um, Dikta yeah, Frankel Institute uh, uh, in South Africa and at uh, at Unisa as well. So basically, logotherapy for me is my way of living and uh, is uh, the, the main base of my practice in in uh, in uh, in in mental health. I don't know Before if uh, I, I should stop you there Dr. or I should continue. Moyo. Yeah,
2: uh, so, so I wanted to eat. ask you. Okay. Before I get to Gogo Moyo, um, I wanted to ask Dr. Kanda, um, if you can just tell us more about logotherapy and meaning. Why is it important that people find meaning in their lives?
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting question. As I was thinking um, to this interview, what I thought the best way of introducing the concept of logotherapy and meaning was to say that... um, today we, we all know when 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 somebody uh, gets sick and especially if it's a it's a life-threatening illness or um, chronic condition we, we we talk of recovery and even healing and if you 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 the definition of healing for some people is that healing is a process of finding finding meaning to what is happening to you or making sense to what is happening to you that that that's one of the definition of, of healing, um, but recovery today, a number of people would define it as, as a process of finding actually meaning in the face of suffering uh, due to due to the illness. So, so, so logotherapy then is defined as as a healing process through the search mm-hmm. for meaning. I don't know if that uh, is clear now that logotherapy is actually a therapy which facilitates that process of finding meaning. And and for us in logotherapy, we would like to, uh, to say as well that because the word meaning is quite used by many people and it has different uh, definitions. But in this case, for logotherapy, the meaning of the moment specifically, because there are different types of meaning. We have the meaning of the moment and the ultimate meaning. But in mm. this case, I would talk of mm. the meaning of the moment. The meaning of the moment refers to your calling, to what life is calling you in that mm. particular moment. So, so give an example. That is that
2: beautiful, one. Dr. Kanda. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, 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 that is so that, beautiful. That, so, that um, is I just want stop of you meaning. right there. Yeah.
2: I want to stop you right there at the meaning of the moment, because so many people are having so many moments where they're experiencing joy and then sadness, deep sadness, due to so much loss that they're experiencing in their lives right now. So the meaning in the moment, in moments of experiencing loss, how do people start to find meaning in the moment?
1: If we have agreed that the meaning is the, the calling of the moment or the demand of the moment, uh, we, we also believe that that meaning is unconditional. So each moment in our life has a meaning, be it at the moment where we are we are happy or the moment where we are afflicted by, by loss or we are uh, mm-hmm. having a grief. That's your question, actually, for me, Brings me to its actually uh, uh, refers to is there meaning in the moment of suffering in the moment where we experience mm. loss we, we say categorically yes because meaning it's always there in it's, it's unconditional and generally in that moment of suffering and, 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 and loss we say one of the best way of finding meaning is to find the right attitude. Toward our suffering, toward our loss. Because mm. generally when we go okay. through an experience of loss or an experience of suffering, one of the questions we do ask ourselves are, why me? Why now? What is in, what, what is mm. in the, 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 the purpose of me living? And in that moment when we are asking such questions, it becomes so, so important for us to find the why to continue living. Because if we don't find the why to continue living, then life becomes meaningless. And the moment life becomes meaningless, anything can happen and we we give up. So, so, so one way...
2: Of, I like what you said, Dr. Kanda. Yeah. I like what you said, Dr. Kanda, about finding meaning, unconditional meaning in the moment. Meaning is unconditional. And we have to find the why in the moment. So, how do people begin to create that why? So, or maybe when you have sessions with somebody who has gone through immense suffering, what kind of why do they find? What kind of meaning do they find? What's the usual thing that comes up in those in those sessions and in your space of work?
1: Yeah. So, so now the 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 logotherapy um, came up with uh, Viktor Frankl, who is um, a psychiatrist himself, and he came up with a very uh, um, clever way of, of, of answering to that question. So what he says is actually, he's saying, when we are in that moment of suffering or loss and asking the question of why, the best way of answering that question is to realize actually that life is questioning us. I don't know if it makes sense. That life is questioning mm. us. What are we? What What are we called to do in this moment? What What life is questioning us? So, so practically, as you said, if um, I do have, this is what I do uh, daily in my practice is that I'm, I'm working in a, in a, in a, in a, in mental health. I have people who are afflicted by by mental conditions people who are victims of violence and many other unfortunate uh, experiences in that moment what we try to do depending on the context because this is not a uh, um, there is no one one technique which fits everybody it has to be specific Mm. to that particular person but in generally, in general, what we 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 do then is is to listen to the person as they are telling us their story, to start picking up the cue or the sign of what is still important in their life. I would give and an if example. You think if Dr.
2: Somebody, Kanda, yes, just to yes. stop you there. Yeah. Before before we go to an ad break. I think, Dr. Khan, one of the things that you emphasize is that it's, we have to stop in that moment and ask ourselves, what is life asking of us in this moment? And sometimes that is to just be still or to find out what it is that, that we are supposed to find in that moment. So I love what you said because that gives us something to think about. So we are going to go to an ad break right now. Um, I'm Yvette Lachikoppa, Um and I will speak to you guys shortly as we continue our conversation about finding meaning in our lives. And we also speak to Gogo Moyo in a bit as well.
0: SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhe on, on SAFM.
2: Hi, welcome back everybody and I'm Yvette Jakopa. Welcome back to the Tuesday Takeover with me and today we're talking healing. I have on the line Dr. Kanda and I also have Gogo Moyo. So Gogo Moyo, I believe you're still there and I want to speak to you a bit more about meaning. Um, That's what we're speaking to Dr. Kanda about and as Africans, because I know, so you can introduce yourself real quick shortly, because I know I didn't give you an opportunity to do that properly earlier on. And you can just tell us about meaning within within your practice. What does it mean to find meaning in our lives?
0: Uh, good evening, good people. My name is Dr. Refilwe Lerumo, popularly known as Moyo. And I am a traditional healer, I'm a Sangoma, and I'm also an SA YouTuber, and I talk about African belief systems. Uh, Talking about the conversation of meaning, Anytime you feel compelled and you have a strong feeling within yourself to action something, that's already when your spirit is saying there's more to what needs to be done with your life, and not only the, the 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 career path that you've chosen or the people that you decide to spend time with. So when you decide to then silence this conversation with yourself, it brings about an unfulfilled state of being. And I loved so much when um, Dr. Kanda spoke and make reference of why me, and I'd love I always like to emphasize the question of why not me? When all the good things are happening Mm. in your life, you're always ready to claim them and say, I've done the work. But when the uh, the upheaval comes and the lessons come, because these lessons come in the form of pain, through the form of struggle, through the form of building character, then why not you in this particular instance? Hmm, you Bring
2: forth the very interesting question, why not me? And I think that brings out the balance because a lot of times just like you said, when we're going through tough times, I mean that's when we're like, Why me? But when we're when we're winning, when we're doing well because of the lessons we acquired through those meaningful moments as Dr. Kanda said, you know, those things are the ones that help us to get to that joy and to sustain that joy. So thank you for bringing that the point forward. What do you say creates pain? And there's a question here after this. I'm going to ask you a question from someone on Twitter. What do you say creates pain for people in, in their lives? What creates pain for a lot of people in their lives?
0: I think pain is caused by a number of things. First of all, the relationships that we keep, whether they are platonic or uh, romantic because we invest so much of our own emotions, our own time and resources into nurturing these relationships and as soon as they fall apart they um, they spark up a very dark place in ourselves where whenever we have to be faced to enter new relationships, we shy away from it because all it triggers for us is pain. As well as thoughts of abandonment uh, for the Perhaps for some instances, when a father decides not to stay around to raise their child, that form of pain causes so much trauma for a person that even the kind of relationship that they're going to choose to be in is going to be directed and led by this kind of pain. And most importantly, uh, it's a spiritual awakening. People are disillusioned when it comes to Mm. spiritual awakenings because they think all you have to do is cross your legs, sit in a comfortable position, and go, um, and be in a very scenic environment. Mm. Whereas when your third eye opens, when your ancestors come down and communicate with you and start teaching you about yourself, about your family history, about who you are, those things are absolutely painful. So it's very relative to a person in terms of what pain is and which level of consciousness that they are on.
2: That's so true about what you're saying about spirituality. Right. And I think a lot of times, like you say, when we think of the journey of evolution, whether that is finding meaning in our lives or the journey of spiritual evolution. Right. We always think of, you know, you're just going to be floating in the clouds. And we have this image, but really it's you're being shaken. Right. So that those pains, those traumatic experiences come to the surface because you can't heal what you can't acknowledge. Right. So I want to know from you, again, before I pose this question to you, um, how does How how can we start to heal, you know? So I want you to maybe speak into the spiritual practices, you know, um, Mm. that that you work with. And how can those things help us heal,
0: you know? How do they help us find meaning? Okay, thank you for that question. I want to first talk about spirituality as a whole and why there's so many different forms Mm that exist is because they uh, they derive from different types of ethnic groups, from the location to the language you speak to the influences that you had while growing up. Now, it's our job as individuals to look through the different options that are given to us uh, and find a, a connection to the one that works the most. All of them have processes and methods uh, that are existing, so it becomes even easier in a natural form of problem solving when it comes to certain um, situations that you come across. Uh, spirituality is also very holistic, where it looks at your mind and your body and your soul, where it doesn't leave one um, less empowered and focuses on only one. Uh, largely in Wungoma or even African belief systems, uh, practices such as being an initiation of a person who is who has a calling to be a, a spiritual light worker, whether it's or, or mporofito or, or even ike, like a person who becomes a herbalist and, and, and masters uh, working with medicines. Uh, all those people mm-hmm. are given different processes and methods in which how they are able to get enlightened. Um, the one particular thing that I can stress about a uh, spiritual awakening mm-hmm. is that it's very important for you to know your family history because as much as the term and phrase exists that history repeats itself, you you may find you may think that you're a very unique individual in your family but because you don't know very much in depth of the kind of personalities or characteristics that exist within your family you won't you always think that you're unique um, meanwhile there's a certain element of who you are that's very mimicking or mimic like of a certain individual in your lineage and that is almost like guiding towards how some of your solutions are going to be found. But if you're going to be a standalone person, you're always going to be met by challenges that you almost have to find new solutions to. Whereas, um, it's going to be taking away from your time. It's going to be needing a lot of effort and a lot of energy to be exerted. Whereas within the lineage, a lot of some of these problems were already um, found. The solutions have been found. But because you're a younger mm-hmm. generation, mm-hmm. you come with a new energy, a new perspective, and you get to leverage the information and the insight that already exists in our families. And also so, something that can add... So to what I'm is, hearing, so, if
2: I can just interject, Google. What I'm hearing from you right now is that when we want to heal, we have to go back into our family history, you know, because a lot of times there's different languages that are used across healing, you know. So I know as an NLP practitioner, there's certain language, language that we have in jargon. I know Dr. Kanda is a logotherapist. And as a neuropsychiatrist, there's language that is used. However, when we start to understand the patterns that have come before us, and we start to understand the journeys of those before us, we can then start to carve our own journeys and then find our meaning and also find out where do we belong in this picture. And and that's what I hear you saying, go, 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 There's a question quickly here on Twitter um, from, let me just see the name, from so Lee Lefellow. All right. So. The person says, why ancestors' practices don't mix with science? Can you answer that for us just really quickly? I'm going to ask both of of my guests to just keep the answers really short because we have not much time. So why ancestors' practices don't mix with science? That's the question, Kogo."
0: Uh, Actually, I can disagree with him because the platforms have not been provided. For instance, we are dealing with a global pandemic when we have a vast array of very talented, spiritually inclined people that work with Herb on a daily basis. Uh, We've been given an opportunity to be in labs with these healers as well as scientists you would actually learn that a lot of our own issues we were able to solve. But because platforms like that are not actually uh, available to us, it's always going to be seen as if it's them versus us, which is not the narrative. Healing should be holistic and it should be inclusive. Definitely. Healing should
2: definitely be inclusive. And I think people just lack the knowledge in that regard um, to kind of, to, 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 to be exposed. And I think it's, I think a lot of people when they think about healing, it's one thing or the other. And I think most times, like what you've said also earlier on, Goku is that you need to find what connects to, like to you, you know, um, Dr. Kanda, I also have a question for you. And I think I'll post this question to both of you. Um, in a few words how would you say one starts to carve the healing journey you know and i would like for you to maybe just detail the steps how do you, does one start to carve the healing journey
1: yeah b- b- before that i would like just to correct one thing i would like to say i'm practicing as a medical officer but I did train in uh, I did a training in neuropsychiatry, so I'm not a neuropsychiatrist. I'm a medical officer practicing oh, logotherapy. Let me see. So, so, so that question uh, which was asked, and I'm very happy the way Gogo answered. The the tools are not excluding. We we have to start thinking in terms of uh, um, both, not. Either or one does not one does not exclude the other, and one way of of looking at it is is to come again to that question of about pain. It's important to realize that yeah of course when we talk generally we talk of pain and sometimes we refer to suffering mm. so, so 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 as a doctor we we, we are definitely aware that. Suffering happens at different levels. So you have a suffering at a physical level, which is literally pain, which is pain uh, physically. But you also have mm-hmm. social, emotional, and spiritual suffering. So if you see it that way, it becomes very important that when it is specifically a suffering related to one spiritual dimension, then then of course the the, the spirituality becomes very, very important. And by the way, logotherapy considered... that what makes us a, as a human being is our spiritual dimension. So, so what, what, what makes us to be different from animals and, and, and machines is, is that we have a spirit. So, so the one does not exclude the other. It's just that the way we have been trained uh, and what we have been told, but when, 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 when you go into practice, Actually, you'd realize that the two can work together as long as one uh, communicates, as long as we talk, as, as long as we also realize that we do have limitation in our knowledge and mm. uh, and practice. I don't know if that's um answer to that question.
2: It makes absolute sense, Dr. Kanda, and I love what you said about... Um, that's what separates us. Spirituality is what separates us and I think a lot of people when they think of spirituality they think of maybe religion and Sometimes it's just about journeying with stuff, you know, or however it is you want to define it. It's about how the thing we believe about ourselves, the process, do we have inner peace and so forth? So I really like the way that you said that, because there's also a quote that says we are not um, human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm-hmm. And if that is our true origin, you know, that is what we aim to go back to um, in that regard. Um, Gogomoyo Moyo. I'd like to ask you a question. Um, there's also a comment here um, from from Twitter saying that um, this should be interesting as a psychologist. I know that there can be meaning to loss. And thank you for that comment from Dr. Donzini from the psychology center. So thank you so much, Dr. Donzini. And um, to my guests, just to sign off real quickly, because we have in one minute, um, what would you say to anybody going through suffering right now, in one minute each, if you can, both of you just tell me, what would you say to somebody going through suffering right now? We can start with Gogo Moyo.
0: Um, Okay, thank you so much, uh, Yvette, for this opportunity and hosting such a very important conversation. I'd like to encourage everyone to understand something about the choices that our guardians, uh, our, our, our parents are the people who took care of us from uh, molding us into the people that we are, they were taught certain practices as well. So sometimes you find that even in our practices that someone, uh, based on the dream that they're having and the feedback that you're getting from them, it's actually leading to a spiritual awakening. And then the first thing they say is, uh, there's no one who became a Sangoma in my family in defense. And the the true answer should actually be that not that I know of, because when we become parents, when when we're children, we take in the information that we're taught. The moment we become adults, we start making the decisions for ourselves, meaning we can chuck out any information that we feel is not, uh, that we deem is not necessary for ourselves, meaning the children that we're also going to raise, we're going to raise as per what makes us comfortable, not necessarily what's very true in Mm. the families that we are from. So it's also very important for us to be able to discern. But pray, partner meditate, speak to your ancestors. They are always there for you. They come to visit you in your dreams. So they do care about your the, 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 your state of mind, about what you're going through in your life. And they do come and affirm you with every single action that you actually do. So don't ever feel like you are alone, even within the loss. Go through the processes. That's Thank what you, God God Moya. Allow. Moya.
2: <laughs> Thank you. So sorry for interrupting. And Dr. Kanda, final words. Um, what yep. would you say to somebody going through suffering?
1: What I would say to somebody going to, through suffering is is what, what uh, yes you ask the question. What came into my mind? That's how I work. What comes into my mind is the image of a mother, hazing or nursing a child whose who's ill, who's very, very ill, what does the mother does generally? What the mother does intuitively, without being told, is to hold the child with care and sing a lullaby. Keep the child, keep the connection with the child. That generally keeps the child alive because the child is connected to somebody loving. So to answer briefly is that in the face of suffering, Please don't make the mistake of staying into isolation and denial. Connect.
2: Thank you some. for that, uh, Thank you. Dr. Kanda. Thank you so much Thank for you. that. I have to interrupt you there. Thank you Thank so much you. for the words of wisdom to both my guests. Um, for contributing to this conversation on healing from different aspects. And what I took from this is that um, healing is about going within and finding meaning in the experience in every single moment, whether we're suffering loss or pain, we can find meaning in that moment by just giving ourselves the care that we need or going within towards the area of spirituality that fits with us and or that we connect with the most or talking to somebody that we need to speak to. I'm Iveta tikopa and we are going to... I think an ad break right now.
1: No, you're coming back to me because we are just shy oh, of <laughs> the go. news
2: at 21 hours and mine is simply to say to you, thank you very, very much there, Mr. Yvette Rachikoupa. One final question, 30 seconds in response. Do we honor ancestors enough in relation to our healing as a people in the general sense? Um, Yvette, that's for you. Third question to me, okay. I would say... <laughs> I'd say um, I don't think we do enough, you know, and that whether it's ancestors in the sense of belief system or ancestors in the fact of those before us, how you can honor the people that came before you is by being true to yourself. And when you're true to yourself, you heal the generation before you. And when you honor yourself, your experiences and you speak your truth and you live in it and you honor your pain, you honor your joy. That is how you can honor those before you. So I don't think we do that enough, but that's how we can do it.
1: Well, Conversation for another day. Ma'am, thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. It's 21 hours on the dot. Good evening to you, Greg House. It's time for news, everybody.